You know, being a CEO of a global open collaboration organization is an absolute honor. Uh, my role is to steward not only the RISC-V community, but also to really usher in the future of computing. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Callista Redmond of Risk 5 Callista, it's awesome to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. No problem. Super excited to have you on. And before we jump in, I want to read a little bit more about Calista so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Calista is the CEO of Risk Five International with a mission to expand and engage Risk Five stakeholders, compel industry ado adoption, and increase visibility and opportunities for Risk Five within and beyond Risk Five International. Prior to Risk Five International, Calista held a variety of roles at IBM, including Vice President of IBM Z Ecosystem, where she led strategic relationships across software vendors, system in integrators, business partners, developer communities, and broader engagement across the industry. And prior to IBM, she was an entrepreneur in four successful startups in the IT industry, and she holds a degree from the University of Michigan and Northwestern University. Calista, are you ready to speak to the IMCEO community? I'd love to. Awesome, awesome. Well, let's do it then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to hear a little bit more about your, your background, your CEO story. We'll let you get started with all the awesome work you're doing. Thanks so much. So, you know, as you've kind of gone over in my profile, I've been both an entrepreneur as well as an executive at a large multinational technology company. And so I've been around technology for quite a long time. And, uh, you know, from that, I've really uh, realized that technology is, is a game changer. It's been a game changer across our lives, both personally and professionally, and kind of taking the helm of various initiatives through that, I began to uh, really um, see the power of collaboration, uh, gathering up, uh, you know, constituents or stakeholders, both inside and outside of your company. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And definitely it has been a game changer. I think we're experiencing some of that disruption and, and, and change right now, but it, it never fails. Like I, I feel like um, I've heard so many people say, not that I'm a business that does this, I'm a technology company that does whatever is usually how people start to phrase it. And you start to see how important and impactful a technology has been. Absolutely. You know, wh whether it's ride sharing or uh, house sharing or anything else that has been wildly disruptive, uh, some of that disruption is going on at even, uh, you know, other corners of our world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're feeling it in, in some form, shape or fashion, literally everywhere uh, that we look or, or definitely the ways that we go. And so um, I wanted to drill down a little bit deeper here, how you work with your clients and how you serve them. Could you take us through a little bit more about that so we can learn more about that in that process? Sure. So Risk 5 International is the fastest growing open hardware movement that the world has ever seen. Uh, at its very base, uh, it is a open collaboration model that focuses on the semiconductor space. Uh, semiconductors, you know, we're all familiar with things that uh, happened from the 80s to today and are very used to, you know, household names, Intel or ARM or uh, the devices that they go into ranging from desktops to laptops to iPads and phones and everything else, you know, you could really find a processor now anywhere from your toothbrush to your headlights and everything in between. 
Uh, and so risk five is really kind of in the center of that when it comes to open source and open collaboration. Uh, and we are building uh, together as an open community, uh, you know, extensions that go on to the base uh, specifications so that anyone anywhere in the world can really uh, start and grow a business or uh, expand into adjacent spaces or even multinationals that want to become even more competitive as uh, cloud service providers or, or other facets of their business. Yeah, and that's absolutely huge. I mean, just, you know, what you've been able to, to build and grow. And I think as you start to see, I, I always say that sometimes um, the computers or even, as you said, the toothbrushes now would laugh and giggle at the computers we had, you know, years and years ago. And it's just because there's literally technology in every aspect that we're doing. And those microprocessors that you mentioned are so huge. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, I guess the companies that have, you know, have and leveraged these uh, usually have some type of proprietary software. But what you've been able to do and build is actually open it up to more people to be able to use leverage and, and um, kind of, I guess, innovate on top of. You know, so the open software movement is decades old at this point, starting with uh, Linux. And uh, as part of my role, I'm also uh, one of the executives of our Linux Foundation, uh, with fully dedicated over to RISC-V International. And what we've found and what we've learned from open source software is that open collaboration is really the glue that inspires and grows companies around the world. And that's you know, one of the things that makes us fundamentally unique. Uh, open collaboration through open source, open standards, it really levels the playing field. And in RISC-V, we're becoming a set of base building blocks. Companies and institutions can engage at open hardware, not just software. Uh, at a very small level of uh, semiconductors. Yeah, yep. and I, I feel like, and, and I'm sure you definitely might, you know, see this exact same thing where you have that kind of um, open technology, open source and technology in the software. It allows a incredible amount of innovation because it's not just, I guess, you're working on the people that are on the team, but you're able to kind of lean on the expertise of all the people that are able to access and leverage it, which essentially is everyone. Absolutely. I mean, when you think about the shared expertise and the shared value of thousands of developers and, and engineers that are collaborating on something, you get the best and the brightest. You get to work shoulder to shoulder with experts in their field. And that is a powerful network effect. And that is a, an effect that helps you become stronger as an engineer. It helps uh, accelerate the development timelines that your uh, products and services are riding on. And the collective number of companies that invest in that, it is the largest technology investment in the world is in open source. When you collectively invest in that, guess what? That reduces your risk in investing in a technology based on something that is, has already gained traction in open source. Not everything is successful in open source. There are thousands of projects thrown up onto GitHub every day. Uh, but the, the beauty of uh, foundations and communities that are structured uh, as mine is, is that you see that this is something solid to build your future on as a business. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. And as we kind of said, and you said, or I should say, in the beginning about like how, um, I guess, ever present, you know, these semiconductors are and how we use them on a regular everyday basis, and we may not even realize it, it allows you to, I don't want to know if I want to say hit your wagon, but you basically made that investment in something that is, you know, in everything that we do. So it allows it to, to be even more innovative and maybe even more apparent in all the things that we have in our lives. You know, think about the things that, that are in your life personally, from your health tracking device on your wrist to, you know, probably a dozen processors in your phone. 
uh, you know, 15, 20 years ago, we weren't carrying these things around with us, you know, and, and once you become disconnected from a wall or a constant source of uh, energy, like you know, plugging in the wall, uh, you need to have very nimble processors. And that's what RISC-V really enables. I absolutely appreciate that. And I, I wanted to switch gears a little bit. And I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? I, I try and follow a principle of touch at once, you know, whether it's the inbox in my email, um, which is flooded daily. I, you know, I don't ask small questions. I don't give small responses. I want to be complete and, uh, you know, move things forward. The worst uh, delays that we have are, are usually ourselves and the people we rely on. And if we all just touch it once, we can move things along so much faster. We can dive deeper, try and help solve the issue rather than pass it forward. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. And I think um, a lot of times uh, I, I like that, you know, touch it once principle. I, I consider it kind of like hot potato where you don't let it touch you or stay onto it because I think you're absolutely right. We're often within our organizations, we are the people within us can sometimes be the bottlenecks and kind of restricting that innovation or restricting the things from going forward. So when you have that principle, you adopt it and, and execute on that, then it really starts to get things moving and you start to really get the focus on the things that are most important. I would say that that hot potato probably only gets hotter the more times it's passed around <laughs> rather than salt. But, sure. you know, I'm not in the potato business. <laughs> yes, me neither. So that's that's probably exactly what that is. But you're absolutely right. And so um, I want to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client or if you happen to a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. You know, there are so many stakeholders in business from your employees to your board of directors or investors to your supply chain to your customers. And sometimes it's easy to focus on just one or two of those stakeholders, but you've got to keep them all in mind. Uh, you know, at risk five, we're fundamentally changing how silicon is designed. And we have career engineers, we have brand new students, we have, you know, 14 year olds in India that are designing risk five cores. We have you know, seasoned experts that are Turing Award winners still engaged with Risk Five. Um, you know, whether whether it's at an individual level or multinationals and startups and governments and academia, we have so many stakeholders that we need to engage and uh, gather their um, you know thought leadership across everything we do. So consider all of your stakeholders, consider all of your community in everything that you do. And that will not only make you more responsive to those needs, it'll also make you uh, more aware of the challenges that lay down the road from you. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely appreciate that. We so often don't look holistically about the impact we have and the, and the different um, stakeholders, as you said so well, that it impacts. And and I almost feel like, and definitely correct me if I'm wrong, and ask I don't know if I want to use the word complex, but the different modules that you mentioned before and, and what it is that um, other options might be, it seems like you've been able to incorporate that into what you built to make it simpler so that it is able to make a bigger and broader impact, just as you said, you kind of in the nugget. Yeah, and you know, not only at a technology level in the various um, you know, pieces of that puzzle that we bring together, but we're also a, a global connector. Uh, open source is not owned by any one company, entity, government, or anyone else. And therefore it transcends global boundaries. It transcends industry boundaries. It transcends all of that because it is free for anyone to innovate on and around. And so that really makes it powerful. 
So look for ways to collaborate, collaborate with each of your stakeholders, engage together with your customers on you know, what you're designing next with your engineering team or your team of whoever is in, in your shop with you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that uh, especially with this technology, it's been one of the, the the beautiful things that have come out is the ability to collaborate, to co-create and to see, you know, what really the world, you know, can be and, and, and create that um, in all of our actions. And, and so I want to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Calista, Calista, what does being a CEO mean to you? You know, being a CEO of a global open collaboration organization is an absolute honor. Uh, my role is to steward not only the RISC-V community, but also to really usher in the future of computing. We are fundamentally changing and disrupting the status quo. The status quo being proprietary, being, you know, having boundaries on it or black boxes that you can't see inside, that you can't innovate on. and. The future of computing is so exciting. Um, so not only is it an honor, but it's also something I'm deeply passionate about. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. And I, I, I think um, the quote is, uh, be the change that you wish to see in the world. And I think getting that opportunity to really create what I think is seems to be a more and more open world as we see from a technological standpoint, but in so many other parts, we start to see that it's about collaboration. It's about being able to, to peek behind the cubicle, so to speak, and see what somebody's doing and working on and, and working together. But I think when you have those walls that are, that are um, kind of move removed and you have that opportunity to really see collaborate and, and to, to co-create it really creates a, a phenomenal future i absolutely agree absolutely agree and, and that future is ours you know let's let's map that together yeah, absolutely. We have an opportunity to take it and create that world. So I appreciate you for creating that opportunity for that to happen even more. And um, I appreciate your time even more. So what I wanted to do was just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you and your team are working on. Absolutely. So first of all, thanks again for having me on. I, I want to leave you with a thought. Um, you know, in times of uncertainty, of challenge, of pandemics, of economics, of other political strife, things that you know go south on us or go negative for the world, history has shown us time and again that coming together on a shared mission is the prevailing path forward. Whether we're all putting on masks or reaching across other boundaries, collaboration is where we start to see progress. And we as a society, not as a nation, not as a company, not as a nonprofit, we as a society move forward through collaboration. And it's the most powerful mover in, in human history. And so for that, you know, I can be very proud to be part of an open collaboration organization. That's our mission. But regardless of your role, your company, your organization, think about how you're able to push forward through collaboration. Oh, and how to get a hold of me? Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm on social media, on LinkedIn. Uh, you can find me also on Twitter, uh, Callista underscore Redmond. And I speak out often there. You can find more about uh, RISC-V at riscv.org. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I truly appreciate that, Calista. We will have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can follow up with you. But I love um, and appreciate that reminder for, for, of course, you and your team being able to do it, but also reminding us of, of the different ways by which we can do that in our lives. And I think in, in seeing that we're a lot more alike than different 
for one, but then also seeing the gifts that we have innately within ourselves and being able to kind of collaborate, co-create and make that happen is really one of the beauties of being and having, um, you know, the open source software and open source technology and so many different things and ways by which to collaborate. So I appreciate you for being the change you hope to see. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.